It's Wednesday, January 11th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today, and uh, very excited to be diving back into the book of Isaiah. Um, by way of Second Chronicles, I know we haven't gotten to Isaiah proper yet. We've been in the first verse, but that's okay. We're going to get there. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. Um, before I dive in, though, I just want to remind you, it's Wednesday. Um, there's some really cool programming happening in Goodwill Church Montgomery tonight. and wanted to put that in front of you. Our American Heritage Girls and Trail Life Boys are getting together. And if your kids aren't involved in that, I just want to let you know they can jump in. Um, have them come in and be a part of that. They don't have to have been in it from the very beginning. They can jump in right now and be a part of those awesome programs. Also, our youth group is meeting tonight in Montgomery. All of those programs at 630. And the youth group is for sixth graders through seniors in high school. And I know that Renee and her team would love uh, to meet your teenager and pour into their lives. And also we have um, our Wednesday night programming for adults happening. We're in the book of Revelation and uh, we're going to be looking at um, an important part of the book of Revelation about Babylon the Great. That's happening tonight. So um, even if you haven't been a part of our Wednesday night study, come hang out with us anyway. Um, It's a really good time. Love meeting new people. Love getting them involved in our Wednesday night programming. So that's all happening tonight at 630 in Montgomery. Come say hi. Come be a part of that. I know you're going to be blessed by it. Well, let's turn our attention first to Isaiah 1, verse 1, and then uh, a good chunk of Second Chronicles chapter 30. Really, we're going to be looking at the whole of chapter 30 today. Isaiah 1, verse 1 says this, The vision concerning Judah and Jerusalem that Isaiah, son of Amos saw during the reigns of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. We're studying the life of Hezekiah, king of Judah, uh, a good king, a king that did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and learning quite a bit from his example in our own personal lives of what it looks like to follow after Jesus. So let's look at Second Chronicles chapter 30, and I'm actually going to read all the way uh, to chapter 31, verse 1. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 30, Hezekiah sent word to all Israel and Judah, and also wrote letters to Ephraim and Manasseh, inviting them to come to the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover to the Lord, the King of Israel, the God of Israel. The king and his officials and the whole assembly in Jerusalem decided to celebrate the Passover in the second month. They had not been able to celebrate it at the regular time because not enough priests had consecrated themselves and the people had not assembled in Jerusalem. The plan seemed right both to the king and to the whole assembly. They decided to send a proclamation throughout Israel from Beersheba to Dan, calling the people to come to Jerusalem and celebrate the Passover to the Lord, the God of Israel. It had not been celebrated in large numbers according to what was written. At the king's command, couriers went throughout Israel and Judah with letters from the king and from his officials, which read, People of Israel, return to the Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel that he may return to you who are left, who have escaped from the hand of the kings of Assyria. Do not be like your parents and your fellow Israelites who were unfaithful to the Lord, the God of their ancestors, so that he made them an object of horror as you see. Do not be stiff-necked as your ancestors were. Submit to the Lord. Come to his sanctuary, which he has consecrated forever. Serve the Lord your God so that his fierce anger will turn away from you. If you return to the Lord, then your fellow Israelites and your children will be shown compassion by their captors and will return to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and compassionate. He will not turn his face from you if you return to him. 
The couriers went from town to town in Ephraim and Manasseh as far as Zebulun, but people scorned and ridiculed them. Nevertheless, some from Asher and Manasseh and Zebulun humbled themselves and went to Jerusalem. Also in Judah, the hand of God was on the people to give them unity of mind to carry out what the king and his officials had ordered, following the word of the Lord. A very large crowd of people assembled in Jerusalem to celebrate the festival of unleavened bread in the second month. They removed the altars in Jerusalem and cleared away the incense altars and threw them into the Kidron Valley. They slaughtered the Passover lamb on the 14th day of the second month. The priests and the Levites were ashamed and consecrated themselves and burnt brought burnt offerings to the temple of the Lord. Then they took up their regular positions as prescribed in the law of Moses, the man of God. The priests splashed against the altar the blood handed to them by the Levites. Since many in the crowd had not consecrated themselves, the Levites had to kill the Passover lambs for all those who were not ceremonially clean and could not consecrate their lambs to the Lord. Although most of the people who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar, and Zebulun had not purified themselves, yet they ate the Passover contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the Lord who is good pardon everyone who sets their heart on seeking God, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, even if they are not clean according to the rules of the sanctuary. And the Lord heard Hezekiah and healed the people. The Israelites who were present in Jerusalem celebrated the festival of unleavened bread for seven days with great rejoicing, while the Levites and priests praised the Lord every day with resounding instruments dedicated to the Lord. Hezekiah spoke encouragingly to all the Levites who showed good understanding of the service of the Lord. For the seven days they ate their assigned portion and offered fellowship offerings and praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors. The whole assembly then agreed to celebrate the festival seven more days. So for another seven days they celebrated joyfully. Hezekiah, king of Judah, provided a thousand bulls and 7,000 sheep and goats for the assembly, and the officials provided them with a thousand bulls and 10,000 sheep and goats. A great number of priests consecrated themselves. The entire assembly of Judah rejoiced along with the priests and Levites and all who had assembled from Israel, including the foreigners who had come from Israel and also those who resided in Judah. There was great joy in Jerusalem for since the days of Solomon, of Dave, uh, Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, there had been nothing like this in Jerusalem. The priests and the Levites stood to bless the people, and God heard them, for their prayer reached heaven, his holy dwelling place. When all this had ended, the Israelites who were there went out to the towns of Judah, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. They destroyed the high places and the altars throughout Judah and Benjamin and in Ephraim and Manasseh. After they destroyed them all, the Israelites returned to their own towns and to their own property. I know it's a lot, but here's what happens. Hezekiah sends people out to come and celebrate the, the feast of unleavened bread. This is the Passover celebration. It's the seven-day celebration. And he calls people, and some people won't come. They're like, ah, we're not interested in that, but some do. But they don't come the right way. They don't consecrate themselves. They come and they're messy when they come. But Hezekiah he sees this and he sees that they came and he, he prays, Lord, I know they're not coming in the right way, but they're coming. Would you forgive them of their sins? Would the Passover celebration be for them as well as for all of those who consecrated themselves? And it's the biggest party, the biggest celebration, worship to God that has been experienced in the, since the days of Solomon himself. It's a remarkable story that reminds us that we are the couriers of a message. We go with the gospel. 
And we go far and wide telling whoever we can the good news of Jesus Christ and welcoming them, inviting them to join us in worship, in worship of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the God of Israel. You see, there will be people who will scorn us. And there are going to be people who respond and say, yeah, I'll come. And they come the wrong way. Maybe maybe you don't think that they dress right or maybe they smell of cigarettes and alcohol or whatever it is, but, but they come. And we pray, Lord, they're here. Forgive them what they receive, the grace that you offer because of the ultimate Passover lamb, because of Jesus Christ who died for the sins of all who would cling, cling to him by faith. It's not about having people come right. It's about having people come and trusting in the grace of God to forgive everyone of all their sins. This isn't about coming to the right people. It's about finding anyone who would come. So I encourage you this week, would you be a courier of the message? Would you share the gospel? Don't worry about whether or not they're going to come right. And don't worry about being scorned. Sometimes that'll happen. They're going to turn their nose up at you or they're going to say, I'll come, but I, 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 I don't know how to come to church. That's okay. They don't have to know how. Just come near. Hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. Would you be that courier of the message this week? Would God use you to bring people near to him that he might save them from their sins? Let's pray. Father, make us couriers of the gospel. Would we go far and wide to share the good news? And Lord, there will be those who scorn us. Help us not to wither under their scorn. Help us not to stop sharing because of the negative reaction we'll get from some. God, would we share it with people not worried about how they're going to come, if they're going to come in this way or in that way. Lord, remind us that if, if we can simply invite them, draw them near that they might hear the gospel. Use us as couriers of the gospel for your sake, that we might come and worship the Lamb who died for our sins once and for all. We love you. Use us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks so much for being with me today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.